Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. It's your guy, Dave Neal. How are you today? Are we doing well? I ask you guys this question every week. Are you doing well? No one answers me. You just, you just, you lecherous podcast listeners. You're out there listening to all your SAP news, all the guests we're interviewing, and you don't even tell me how you're doing. Write in sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com. Leave us a comment at the dot SAP on Instagram. How are you? Are you doing well? You can complain to me. Is shit hitting the fan? You having a tough one? Did we survive the bowels of the winter? Spring has a sprung. Tasha's over there using her fascia blaster, getting her ass ready for bikini season. Are we ready to go? I'm eating bagels like it's not even, you know, beach weather. I'm I'm totally off the wagon. I'm supposed to be losing weight, and here I am eating all the gluten-free uh, hack rice flour pita chips I can find. Tasha's on this strict diet and I'm gaining weight. What the heck's happening? How you guys doing out there? Is two bananas a day healthy? I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, we've got a interesting and fun episode for you today. Tasha Rain, a adult film uh, superstar, we'll call her. I don't even know in this, in this um, uh, ultra PC world how to even introduce this episode anymore. We uh, talked to Tasha Rain and Tasha Courtney. And we talk about Tasha Rain's, um, I don't know, a foray into the world of uh, adult film and how uh, how that kind of works with her life. You know, she lives a, she seems like a pretty cool chick. Tasha, did you want to describe your thoughts on Tasha Rain or do you just want to le- leave me hanging over here? Tasha's always in the other room looking at me as I record these intros as she like, you know, just judges me. I think you should record an intro for once and see how hard it is. Anyway, uh, why do we do? Why do we even do an intro? You know, you're about to listen to the episode. Do you guys flip forward? Do you not like these? Uh, anyway, this coming Sunday, April 14th, we have the Saps Mimosa Stand-Up Show. That's in Los Angeles, California. If you live anywhere near Hollywood, I recommend you guys coming. It's a free show. We take donations, but uh, we uh, we dish out mimosas. This will be our pre-Easter show. We'll bring some peeps, and who knows? Maybe you'll even get a Cadbury egg. Who the fuck knows? It's a fun time. Uh, some comics that are on the show uh, are all past guests. We have Joe Welke, Erica Rhodes, uh, Meredith Jacqueline from a few episodes ago. Uh, who else is on the show? Darren Capozzi. If you guys are uh, all-star listeners, you guys, you know these people. They're all hilarious stand-up comedians from all over the country, and they'll be performing live stand-up comedy for you and your friends. Uh, it's a small venue. We only we put 30 people in this room, and we have a blast. It's so much fun. It's a, this is our third month in a row doing it. Hey, guess what? You can't make it. You live in Georgia. You live in Tempe, Arizona. You're hanging out in Fort Worth. You're in Bangor, Maine. You're coming to us from Vancouver. Well, guess what? You can listen to the audio on Patreon.com slash this app that's t-h-e-s-a-p did i say that right t-h-e-s-a-p that's patreon.com slash this app we're airing the audio version don't tell anybody of our stand-up shows so if you're heading to work and you're like life sucks put it in and let the pros make you laugh okay and besides not only do we have the last two months of the stand-up show audio streaming, which is like a 90-minute to two-hour show. I mean, it's a fun show. We're out there slinging dick, 
passing out sex toys, getting to know the audience. It's intimate, folks. Aside from that, we've also got solo episodes, me just ranting. This Friday, a couple days ago, I did one called uh, New New Music Friday episode where I would listen to some new music because it's the Patreon. I can play music on that one. You think I don't want to play music on this? Bad Boy iTunes shuts that shit down right away. But I plug in my Spotify. We play some music. We chat. It's a great and you know what? It's just a lot of fun. We've got uh, Tasha and myself have a episode up on the Patreon from our trip back from Tahoe where I explain my narrow, uh, narrow passage from the annals of death, barely surviving. Uh, is that poetic? Does that make any sense? Barely surviving the snow-capped mountain of Lake Tahoe, and um, we uh, podcast all about it. Also. Um, Last week, I recorded an episode with Jonesy. This is for the private Patreon only. The weird AF news. We go over the news and give our personal take. And Jonesy and myself explain why we think we can be better doctors than doctors. I mean it. Give me 100 patients. I'm not in the pharmaceuticals pockets. Give me 100 patients in Google.com, and I will find a cure for you guys. Okay? That's uh, that's an hour and a half, maybe two hour long episode. Anyway, the point is we've got at least 10, maybe 15 hours up on the Patreon already, and it's a membership community. It's a way to put money in our pockets. They say really good audiences of podcasts uh, have about 3% of their audience uh, on the Patreon. Well, we're at just over 1%, which is good. You know, we've only launched it less than two months ago. So I want to get from 1% to 3%. That's where I want to get right now. So that means uh, I've got 12 people on the Patreon right now. I want to get that number up to 30. So for the next, um, you know, until we get up to 30, we're doing, we're sending out postcards to all new people that donate to the Patreon. So you're going to get a handwritten postcard from Tasha and myself. And, um, uh, the first 12 people already got those postcards. So send a selfie. Hey, yeah, upload a selfie of uh, or, or send us a photo of your postcard. You can blur out your face if you don't want to be seen in it. I don't care. Just show us some proof that you guys actually got the postcards we're sending out. It was weird going to a post office and ordering stamps. <laughs> I'm turning 34 and I haven't ordered stamps since, the, you know, I don't know. Clinton was getting blowjobs in the Oval Office. You know what I mean? It's been a bit. It's been a bit. I had to learn, you know, you don't even have to lick the stamps anymore. They're self-adhesive. It's a whole system. Technology is really booming out there. Anyway, folks, uh, we want to make it work for you. We don't want to do a Patreon where you guys are just giving us charity. We want to give you a ton of content. And that's what I've been doing. I've, I've been uh, under-promising and over-delivering. So I'm going to give you at least two episodes a month of solo episodes, plus the stand-up shows are a bonus on top of that. And again, it's just extra content to show you we love you and we appreciate your support. And all your help is literally help. I mean, we were thinking about this the other day. You know, we're looking to upsize from our studio apartment in Hollywood. We're looking to get a two-bedroom and we're literally going to be making a podcast studio. That's on the horizon, if you will. That's something we're looking to do. And it's all going to be because we're able to start monetizing this. You know what's been crazy is the downloads this last week tripled. I don't know what happened, but the, the Nikki Howard episode, uh, you guys must have loved it. It, it shit, shit, Shit's going well. So we're really uh, spending our time focusing on getting guests that are entertaining, but also, you know, just that next level up, you know, not just you know, friends of ours, but we're really looking to get people on this podcast that are both funny, interesting, and also can offer us all a little bit of help in our life. Uh, I think you're going to love this episode with Tasha Rain. It's a little different for us, as I mentioned, because it's not just a comic friend of mine. Uh, how'd you meet Tasha Rain? Tasha Rain was a mutual friend, and someone said, oh, you got to get Tasha Rain on the podcast. And um, we'll get into her story, uh, how she kind of came up in the world, and uh, 
All that jazz. She's, uh, yeah. Well, why do I explain it right now? You guys are about to listen to it. So anyway, patreon.com slash the sap. If you want to support, you can do a single donation or monthly. I recommend the monthly become a friends with benefits because uh, you'll be, get some benefits. You'll get extra content from us. And it's shit that I cannot say out loud. I'm talking, I'm getting deep with you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing stuff, not just audio, but also videos and shit like that that I can't share with the public. Uh, last uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the um, the two different pilot ideas that I'm trying to write, and I'm just like, I can't share that shit with the public. We're, we're trying to write these ideas out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the process to you guys. And anyway, so this Sunday is the stand up show. If you can't make it in person, if you do want to come in person, come on by. It's great. We had Kyle came out. Hey Kyle, what's happening? He brought a couple of his buddies. Uh, Vic came to the first one. She must have gotten late at the se- the second one and and missed it. She slept in. So someone rocked her boat a little too much that's right i'm calling you out and then um we've got uh other people we had uh gabe came hey what's up gabe thanks for coming last episode last uh week month to the stand-up show it's just a fucking blast it's an absolute blast it's a chance for us to all just kind of hang out and have fun and it's at 11 30 in the morning on sunday april 14th get that you can go to a mimosa stand-up show before you got to do your to-do list and have all the shit your wife wants you to do you gotta mow the thing you gotta hose off the thing you gotta wax down and pick up and burn on it's always a thing you gotta do how about this take care of yourselves laugh a little bit enjoy life this is our episode with tasha rain Ready to go? Yeah, let's All right, hey, it. everybody, welcome to the SAP. Your boy Dave Neum with Tasha Courtney and Tasha Rain. Wee, wee. Honey. Tasha squared. Tasha squared. <laughs> Tashas. Yeah. I don't meet an, a lot of Tashas. I meet really? not Tashas, but not like oh. Tashas. It's, it's mainly yeah, Russians right. and black girls. Black women. Yeah, yeah. black Tashas. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. girls, Dave. Come on, get I'm it right. I'm trying to be progressive. I don't even know anymore. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Thank you so much for coming. And I, I feel like we're all here today because of your mutual friend who... And it's because, Tasha Courtney here, it's, it's because you were talking about pigs? Yeah. Right? You're obsessed. She's obsessed with pigs. There's, so we were at, um, I, it's my friend Scott Nathan who introduced us. We were at um, a party. Arsenic was throwing like a Mardi Gras party, which was super cool, by the way. They had like a king cake and they had a full jazz band, like plit comment. Yeah, it was okay, really can cool. Can please come next time? Yeah, okay. it was really cool. I'll send you the invite. Um but yeah, so we were at this party and there was petting zoo. That was the other very cool part of this oh. party. There was a petting zoo outside and this farm, I, I think they're in Calabasas, um, called like Farm Friends, brought in a bunch of like baby animals to pet. Oh and there was a tiny little pig named Peach Pit oh. that I was just chilling with. Edible. So cute when they're so little. So cute. Um, but yeah, so then I was talking about pigs and we started talking about like whether or not like micro like that micro pigs aren't really a thing. Like there are small pigs, but there's not micro pigs. And he said that you had two pigs yeah. that were supposed to be micro pigs, but they got were. big. People oh, okay. like mix up the story all the time. Okay. So here's the facts. There are slaughter hogs that people eat. Those are like 800 Giant. pound pigs. Yeah. 800, five to 800 or more. Okay. That's like a real pig. That's not a house pet pig. Then there are Juliana mini pigs. That's what I have. And it's a miniature. They're 80 pounds each. Wow. They're not very big. They're 
kind of more like stout. So they're like low to the ground and wide because they've got that belly. They're so <laughs> sort of like cute. Boone. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Small so, legs, big belly. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of like a little hefty thing. Now, I like to do my research. It's Harley and Quinn. Those are your pig's names. Yes. Not Aww. bad, right? Not bad Google search I had there. Great searching. <laughs> and, 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 and the only reason I know that is because you had to rescue them in the last wildfire. Is that is that right? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I does, rescued all my animals from the Topanga fire warning. So Malibu burned down, as everybody knows. And Topanga is like its own little town, but it's in between Malibu and Santa Monica off of PCH. And it had like a huge, you know, evacuation. And we had to evacuate for weeks. And I found out while I was just like eating 30 minutes north of my house, my dog sitter was like, oh, you have to evacuate. I'm like, no, I don't. What are you talking about? Right. And so I checked and he was right. And I was like, damn it uh, and my boyfriend was out of town and i'm like okay how am i gonna get you have to drive into the evacuation zone to into get- the evacuation zone i have to get the two dogs that's easy the two pigs that honestly they're so smart but like they're also so smart that they can just kind of escape and i don't have a route down to evacuate them yet so like i had to trick them with cheerios and like push them with my body up into the car and three chickens in a cage and that was the weirdest thing because like chickens in the daytime don't they don't listen they're not gonna like come to you at nighttime they will because they're tired and you can like grab them yeah but in the day they're just like (laughs) <laughs> and you keep this all at your at your place yeah i have a really unique piece of property that i just recently moved into and it's like mostly yard so it's like i live that's in awesome. a little 1920s cottage that's fair it's an old hunting cabin it's small and cute and a couple bedrooms and just like chill and then the backyard is nice and spacious and it goes down into a seasonal creek and the pigs live in their own tiny home in the end of the yard it's a yard it's not a farm but it's like totally enough room it's like it's perfect. Well, oh, Tasha wants amazing. to get a that's pig in our studio. That's literally exactly what I want. I'm, yeah, but I'm obviously not going to get a pig <laughs> until we have, like, one yeah. dog is enough to not have a backyard. Like, we need a backyard. And then I want to start my Bassett farm and yes. get some pigs and maybe some little pygmy goats. I love those little <gasps> oh. goats. I, they're so dumb, Tasha but they're so only funny. likes stupid-looking animals. Me There's too. something <laughs> wrong with her <laughs> that too. she, like, you like a, ner- a normal <laughs> Labrador? No. No. Ugly. Ew, but yeah. you get a dog with literally mutant short legs and she finds it adorable oh and long ears yeah short and squat that's my style now do you have coyote issues is that a thing out there we've got mountain lions coyotes bobcats i discovered a new one today a gopher issue and that's like a sketch they look like hamsters (laughs) and they like ruin your garden that's the thing so how i discovered it is last night the dogs were barking and barking and like we have raccoons as well and they're really dangerous. They'll just grab a chicken and run. They're crazy. They have little hands. Yeah, they're mean. Raccoons they're evil. Look awesome. And you when can't I was little, them. And they'll still go up on their yeah, high, they'll they, go up on they two like, feet. They will growl and bark they'll at you. They'll kill you. And like, they can also, op- they can open a door. Like they can open. They yeah, because they have opposable thumbs, I guess. They can, yeah, they know how to like work doorknobs and cabinets. I love all animals except for raccoons. They have like full hands and evil faces and I saw one steal my rooster about oh, six no. months ago oh right out gosh. yeah i know it's my fault like that it wasn't more secure now they are but they're still vicious they'll just 
like you said, they'll just open the locks with our hands. Now, what are, the, what are the chickens for? Like are they for? Are you just for eggs or what? Yeah. Are you, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, so you just, you just, you need to make some scrambled eggs. You just go out to the chicken coop. This sounds like the like little house in the prairie here. <laughs> kind of. This is like Los Angeles. So people think of LA as like where we are, which is kind of like the dense <laughs> city center. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it really is. I mean, there's farms. There's all that, and you're just. I mean, you're really far from us. You know, with traffic. We do traffic, but without traffic, I'm like literally not far. Right. Yeah. But, but what like when chickens when you grew it when you grow when i was little raccoon was my favorite animal and one day the my grandma's like old house that we kind of grew up in was like huge and had a ton of land and the people next door to her they had caught some raccoons on their property and so my mom and my grandma were like oh tasha loves raccoons like let's bring her over to go see the raccoons and they, these raccoons were like in a trap like a big cage right and i've never seen such a violent i was just like oh and then it was like ah. <laughs> you know like so scary i was like mm, I'm, I'm good on the raccoons Dude, now. nature no, nature like, nature will fuck you up there's some you know what i mean like we were watching this documentary uh i think it was in like brazil or no it was in india where there was like a black panther uh just like stole a, a pig do you remember that yeah and, it, and the thing i mean do your pigs squeal like that they're supposed to be like the craziest like if you pick them up it's like Ring. yeah <laughs> it's no, like I from don't. years of slaughtering it's so is sad. that what it's from well that's what somebody told me and i believe it because i feel like i've heard all these things about how in your dna you have like the memory yes. of your ancestors absolutely like so shitty right yeah no i i was vegan for a long time i'm not anymore i have very limited diet but um yeah for a long time i didn't eat meat and i totally heard the same thing that like you like if you're eating like their fear you know they know what's happening to them animals are smart my dog's smart if an animal's killed like in a non-ethical way they're they're like dumping test like adrenaline and you know what i mean like even even a tuna fish you can't you know, it's not supposed to. You're not supposed to. It's not supposed to fight when you're pulling it in because it just like burns the protein and it becomes too, like too hard. It's like when you know like all of that. Look, I mean, we eat meat, but it's like you have to think twice about what you're eating. Are, are, yeah. are you? Do you eat pork or no? Oh no! I know it's no. probably a horrible. No, 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 no. It's okay. Like I'm actually, I'm not. I'm really not judgmental with any like anything except for I guess except for the the pigs. Like if <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, I my friends and my boyfriend, everybody's eating you know pork around me but like that's the only thing that like i'll just be like put in a mood about <laughs> you know forever because they're like my kids they're yeah. the third smartest animals in the world and wow. seriously i think a pig could teach my dog a few things well no there's they're, they have the iq of a four-year-old human child so i just feel like when people take that from the world i'm like what I know. How? But, but they're also I like feral them. in Texas. They have to be hunted down because they're like, they reproduce, I think, when like they're the only four hogs. months old. Like like when they're like wild pigs reproduce starting at four months old, which is crazy. So they just like, their litters get like into the thousands, like like literally, you know, in a year. Yeah. Like we see that with like our fer- these feral cats out there that literally one day. Are you day guys we- from Texas? No, no. I just knew okay. the effects out there. I'm from Rhode Island and Tasha's Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky but, yeah oh my god that's so cool you know anything about Kentucky like I bourbon mean, I've like been there to feature dance like at uh, gentlemen's clubs and like host parties but only for like a weekend and it was for you know 
near the derby time it was Louisville. fun yeah it was just okay like, it was a little amount of time i don't have a lot of knowledge but i do love any like Kentucky midwestern southern place and yeah now, it's now, just a different it's a it's different a living lifestyle. obviously than la <laughs> and it's like funny too i don't know why i think it's because like i'm from laguna beach so it's just like a little bit of a juxtaposition you yeah know? we were absolutely. there over the weekend <laughs> we were over there over the weekend for a wedding people listening it was probably like a month ago but it's crazy because yeah it's such a different vibe like we were we were at a wedding on the dance floor and like an R. Kelly ignition remix comes on and we looked at each other like I don't think we're people not play allowed this to anymore. dance with this anymore and the whole place like didn't give a fuck they're out there like you know they're da- and it's just like they don't think like they're they don't think like about they those don't live things. in the bubble that we live in yeah like like them with the media down your throat and like taking positions on everything it's like oh that must be nice to sort of just live out in a farm and drink some bourbon and not have to overthink it which you i guess you would say is like a nice privilege to have but that it like ignorance is bliss that would be a kind of like la jams it down our throats and sometimes you just have to like detach from all that but i wanted to ask you this so so because dancing um uh, it, it you do follow like the market right like I've heard like the Republican National Committee will like dancers will fly in because there's like money where like the different events are like Super Bowl I mean is that is that oh, something- I don't like dance as a house dancer in a club yeah like they'll just use my photos for like you know an event on billboards and then I come out and I do two show I don't do this just anymore, like an appearance way, but I used to do this for like eight years yeah so an appearance so like what Kim Kardashian does in Vegas kind of except at a gentleman's club and at and at regular clubs in Vegas during January like for AVN but basically you just show up on like a Friday and you do a show at like nine and 12 and then do the same thing on a Saturday, nine and 12. If you're lucky, maybe like a Thursday one show as well. And you have like an assistant that helps you with your show. And it's kind of like, it can be elaborate. I used to be more elaborate and now I don't do it at all. And then towards the end I was like, Oh, you guys don't get anything. Cause it's just like such a mess on stage with like oil or whipped cream or whatever you're doing. And then you sign your autograph and then you leave. So it's a little different than like, I don't know about the market. like dancing full time. Yeah, because I don't get to choose. I wasn't like, oh, okay, I want to follow that. Like, it was just kind of like, you know, here's this person. We're going to book her for an appearance. But um, I did house dance in LA when I was like 18 and 19 for a second. It was just like traumatizing. I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. But um, it's just a, just a tough. It's a hustle. And also it's like so hard. Like you really have to pretend. When you say house dancing, like you're invested, like a like a stripper. Like, like, so like at the at the at the gentleman's club. That's well. Either way, I'm at a gentleman's club. It's just a different situation. Like it's like you have a job there versus you have a job, showing like a nine up to, five. to a place. Plus, right. are you paying commission to the to the house to the strip club for being there? The club that I danced at, Silver Rain, is in Santa Monica. They got sued like three years ago for stealing so much of the dancers money and also like running an illegal underground prostitution ring with it literally i can't even it was like <laughs> i was like oh my god they still have my photo on their billboard in santa monica wow but it's like Jeez. a pretty photo so <laughs> you're like i'm okay with it i'm okay with it but I'm it would like be nice if you were getting paid yeah. yeah exactly so was that so that so was sad. your and like also like chunky face but like oh so cute. my like teenager face is so fat right my teenager your face is so fat but it's cute uh, and you look like younger i'm like okay it's not bad i always tell tasha if she gained 20 pounds i think she'd be a dog I, I mean I, lo- I love her as she is now but like i'm like i'm not afraid for tasha like if she puts on weight you know at a pregnancy i think she, i'm like you're gonna fill it up fine this is gonna be big men are not afraid of women gaining weight like they're not they kind of i feel like they like it not like huge but i feel like 
don't know. Like a little extra booty is yeah, not going to hurt. At least that's how I feel. I always feel like the only people that care are women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all looking in the mirror at like Psychotic, the tiniest neurosis, love handle. <laughs> were you yeah. able to pick apart like like the the the, the masculine sort of like brain by by working there just by seeing the way like the animalistic way guys act or like I'm telling you, I think that you have to have a different type of personality to succeed at being a house dancer or an exotic dancer it's just like that's not my skill set I have so many great skill sets but I have a lot um, lacking as well and so that's not no I never crafted that art I think that what it is is it's like if you're going to be a psychologist or somebody that like can really I don't want to say fake but like have an investment in other people you know, it's yeah. just not it's that like you, sales, right? Right. I don't have any interest in it. <laughs> like I could do it if I wanted to. It's just my worst nightmare. It's almost like, or if you really needed to, but like if I needed to, yeah. Nothing, well, if I was good at it naturally. Yeah, too. that would be nice. That would be a great perk. A hustle. Yeah, you have to be a hustler. Yeah, and you have to be. And like, some people yeah. that comes natural too, but exactly. other people, it's like miserable to have to put on your fake face and your fake smile and your fake flirt yes. and like. It'd be like if somebody was like, "You're gonna work a nine to five job, and I'm gonna." put you in a cubicle i i would just say goodbye yeah Yeah. that's how i feel yeah this isn't gonna work for me but there's so many yeah there's so many like like theories of how you're supposed to live your life with the nine to five and i i i I went to business school and i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be that office guy like i didn't i realized i wanted to be like the idea of what it was not the actual thing because it's horrifying it's so boring it's so monotonous and all that it's just you know what i mean i I didn't like there are certainly jobs like nine to five jobs that well a, some people like that, and B, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, right. But let's tea. not cut the shit. Everyone want in the uh, most people want to like be their own boss, be their own. I thing. don't know. I literally think that there are some people that would rather be told what to do. I have yeah. a, that's definitely an aspect of my personality that I don't like to have to be in charge of everything. Okay, exactly. I like me for too. someone yes. to like kind of manage me a little bit. Oh, to, I like, want a handler full time. Yes. I never want to think like. <laughs> When I go to a restaurant, I never want to look at that menu. I want people doing it for me. Yeah. In, a, in a nine to five, the majority of your of your work existence is you being the handler for somebody else. Exactly. And the second you got to go but get someone coffee and all that, and it's like, I'm sorry. I know this is the way it's supposed to go, but I was like out in six but months. But sometimes I, I feel like you can find a good balance of like yes. having someone tell you what to do. And also like if your job is creative in the way that like you kind of get to do new things every day or it's like a new challenge every day, then that's exciting. I guess it, what I'm saying is the idea of ownership over like whatever your creativity is, is probably better. And, I, and I'm sure you've seen this. I, I've heard with, with in the adult film world that you know, the only people in the past that made the monies were the production companies because they would just like buy out and like repurpose different DVDs. I mean, isn't that how it is? It was for a long time. Isn't that why like people like Jenna Jameson would start their own sort of like company so that they could be like the boss. I think it honestly just depends on everybody's situation. I don't, I don't know. I think that everybody has like such a unique story and like a different way that they make money right now. Um, like with social media and all these online platforms, like I checked out your guys's Patreon. Yeah, it's like that. That's you know, a lot of adult girls have a Patreon. Like that's how people make money now. Totally, like OnlyFans. You know, yeah. ours is a work in progress. We oh, just, is la- it? We we just, just launched, launched it. it. Oh, yeah, it's exciting. so exciting, and we have, have a few new page, patrons. We got to get in Tasha the past to show couple of days. I'm so excited. <laughs> how fun! What do you upload on there? 
we, uh, we upload like extra episodes. It just shut off, just oh, so you know. But yeah, basically, we we set up a few tiers. Um, we do like bonus episodes every month. So like this will go out on iTunes and like anybody can listen to it. But a lot of our people, I mean, we've been doing this for almost five years now. The podcast, the Patreon, the podcast, only six weeks, and um, we, we'll upload like full episodes of us, our full stand-up shows. Like we do, we do a monthly stand-up show down the road, a mimosa show. So it's like what it's, I'm yeah. coming. Yeah, please come. Please come. Yeah, it's the a lot of fun. Thing. It's once a month, and then if people who can't come, they join the Patreon and they Where? get. Where it's um it's at a little it's a little comedy studio. It's like a private spot. It's like a thirty seat. You guys are like funny. I'm not. He is. I do stand up, but like we so have a lot of. And, oh well, my god! And wait, do you do stand up? No, I, oh. I I I am terrified of the spotlight. No, do I don't do anything. I like hand all dildos sometimes because like <laughs> <laughs> Adam and Eve will like send us stuff like oh. as a sponsor. We'll pass so. out like sex toys during the show. No, but I'm like just a... I'm just there for no reason. Um, <laughs> but we do, we happen to have a lot of comedians come on the podcast, so it's Cute. a lot of times we're featuring past guests on the on the stand up show so like they're going because they're comedians too of like of 10 people will go up and do a set and it's a fun just like little private event so we have a good time doing that and yeah we post that up there but yeah you're but, you're right that with the adult uh, like with, there's there's a there's a demand for people to, we have we have friends that make a ton of money by by just putting their nudes up there like it's a it's a great place to like market yourself if for like obviously with with a comedy podcast or like a dating, you know, advice podcast, we, you know, we're still trying to figure out what we can offer that's different because we give this shit away for five years now. But I think that that's the thing is that a lot of like really loyal fans, like loyal listeners, they are like, hey, we just want to support you. Like they're happy that they've been getting five years of free content and they're like, we'll throw you an extra five bucks a month to get some bonus episodes. Like, Yeah, it's surprising how nice these people are because we don't know them. They just know us. They know they've listened to us for hundreds of of hours. We know them like through the internet like people send us emails yeah. and like instagram friends yeah. and stuff like that so yeah but a lot of them we don't and i'll be like like th- like this week we got someone who donated more than the tier they signed up for the friends with benefits tier which gets you an extra two episodes and a stand-up you know show and a few and then they just donated more money after that and i was like jesus christ like these people i mean they in in and they wrote a comment they just said look well like i believe in you i just want you guys to succeed and it's just a little bit of like courage to keep us going and to keep the you know yeah because for all this time this podcast has just been like a passion project it's you know doesn't generate money at all like it's definitely a money suck like a money pit I think that's most podcasts. most podcasts like, yeah, that's but yeah. it does get you know it's nice to have people say hey we we like what you're doing we want to hear more they'll help us out by throwing us a couple bucks so that we can yeah. like I mean ha- have this take yeah. up more of our time instead of our side jobs well I think everybody's podcast podcast before it got big was that so yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all you can and do for me it's just a way to promote your stand-up like they get to they get invested yeah, in you as a person and like, oh, let me know when you're in town yeah. but have you considered doing a patreon um i think that for me um i have to <laughs> i have to not spread myself so thin it's so tempting there's too many platforms there's like so many things you can like monetize yourself with but i've yeah. realized quickly that you really can commit to like two things and pedal them and then people are start to like lose it. interest. You can't do that. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to be on all the platforms. It's, no. even, it's hard to just manage an Instagram. You know what oh, I mean? Like I to do be know constantly what you mean. present on Instagram posting <laughs> stories. But I love it and I yeah. hate it. It's just at like, the same time. Uh, yeah. And it was an addiction. It's so sad. Yeah. yeah. 
And now, how do you? I want to know how you went from performing at the Santa Monica Gentlemen's Club, <laughs> Silver to Rain, Silver Rain, which which became Rain became that's that's your I stole my name. You from stole them. the name. Yeah. That's great. And you're this nice. is such a weird question. Do you have like a piece of chocolate or a yeah, chip? We absolutely do. I babe. feel like Can my blood sugar because I've been like eating too much sugar lately that I like need Addicted. to like crack. Yeah. Yes. Or we like have potatoes. We have like bananas and fruit, and we have chips, and we definitely have chocolate. Perfect. Yeah, Dave, Dave's on it. I won't chomp on it too much. I just, you know, when you just all of a sudden you start to like. This is of- me all the time. It happens to me all the time at the podcast. Um, and like yeah, some of my medicine, probably. Well, I tried to, but like the other. Di- oh, I put them under the um thing, babe. I literally ate a. Uh, thing of pizza today that's like what i ha- how sick is that like i woke up i was like ah, the I tray <laughs> with the fruit it's on the bottom um no i i do the same thing and i like i have a bad habit i mean i'm, I'm good about like packing snacks when i'm like awesome. running around going to like fittings and appointments all day yeah. um but I, I like am so guilty like i don't eat unless i'm driving from appointment to appointment so like today i had like a, a four-hour fitting in the morning and then i was going to another fitting sure. and i yeah and so I was just like rushing to get to the next place on time and the first place had kind of run over so like what is like a 20 minute drive I only had like 22 minutes to do it and so it was like no spare time to like actually eat with a fork so I'm just like in the car eating like I have these little Cheeto things that are like vegan and gluten free so I was like eating those and eating nuts and like a few blueberries and just like that was my lunch and then I get to my next place and they're like did you eat you know because they want to know that like you're there um and I was like yeah I had a couple bites but I'm thinking to myself like what am I doing I need to take better care of myself (laughs) get some proper foods uh let me know if you need anything else but back to my question (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) Dave not at all uh I never eat on the thing just because I don't want to like be the guy who sounds like you know, well, like, uh, what was it? No, popcorn last time. Yeah, Tasha, I was Tasha munching on popcorn. popcorn, but she was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to fly, but enjoy yourself. <laughs> I just want to you know. Now look, she feels like she has to lean back. No, enjoy it. It's good. <laughs> it's great. If you're listening to this, grab your potato chips and enjoy, uh, enjoy uh, join us on this side. Uh, yeah, I chat. hope everyone packed chips on their car ride uh, for their lunch today. So I want to know, or... Uh, how do you how did you decide like the career path that you're going to get into adult films? What's the well, like what's the thought process that goes there? Because I feel like once you know like you make that decision, you're you know labeled a certain way. And I mean the time's never been better for like you know sexual freedom and be yourself. Liberation, but like liberation. was it that way when you started? It's a good question. So I'm trying to think. Well, I always think. Or like current in today's current society, I'm always like the the most wealthy, most famous person in America is Kim Kardashian. That's it. And for me, like that makes me so happy because she's like normalized sex in so many ways, I feel. And when I got into the industry, the person that kind of was normalizing it then, I feel like was Paris Hilton. Like I feel like her sex tape was out. And yeah. I always idolized her. And I was like, okay. Like, she used to babysit my best friend growing up. And I was like, that's who I want to be like. <laughs> and I, like, remember I even had, like, a little book of her. And I was just, like, attracted to 
sexy women. Like I was always wanting to be like Carmen Electra or Pamela Anderson or Jenna Jameson. And so like just kind of how like guys look up to football players, I always looked up to sex symbols. Like it just made sense to me. I was like, well, that's what I want to be like. And I never really understood why more people weren't like that because to me that's like a powerful person, a pretty person, somebody that has like um, fun. And I just always felt like, yeah, that that's what I want to be like. And yeah. so um, in high school, I remember the girls next door came out and I was like, sold. That's it. That's what I want to do. And everybody's like, that's crazy. Like, why would you why, why would you want to do that? I'm like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Like, I just want to model nude. So <clears throat> I moved up to L.A. and that's just like what I did. And that's how I started my career. And um, I got to hang out at Hef's house Friday through Sunday, like every weekend in college when I was at UCLA and modeled for Playboy. And I was like, OK, like this is this is really fun, but I want more. And so I had just like got my boobs done and my nose done and I was watching porn in my hotel room at the W and I was like, that's it. Like if I'm going to do this now, I'm 21, like I better get on it because you're already old at 21. Like, you know, people start at 18. (laughs) So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I better do this now. And so I did my research and I like looked up who the big name girls were at the time, Alexis Texas and Tori Black. And they were with this agency that I signed with. So I just called them and emailed them and I was like here are my playboy modeling photos I want to make movies do you think like I'd be good at it or whatever and they're like come on in so I came in for a go see and they were like well you know they want to make sure you don't have like scars and stretch marks and like I didn't and they're like okay here's a list of like all the things that you want to check off that you're interested in you know are you okay with fetish are you okay with this and that and like I don't think I was okay with any of it except for like a few things and then um yeah from there my agent and I just kind of figured out what my trajectory would be but I thought about it for a long time like it wasn't like just a you know I didn't just wake up and yeah decide to do it and you know because I've just I've been so lucky in so many ways like I feel like you know everybody's story is different but I just I lucked out so yeah yeah that's so awesome so your agent sort of like just guided you like put you in all the right things like made sure that you were like well taken care of well I like worked hard as well but I also feel like you know I just I come from um well I think in any entertainment field it's like if you're white you're like privileged right (laughs) like so privileged and so I think there's that and then just like because the way I look I also feel like I got to work for cool companies or I get to work Mm -hmm. for cool companies and I had an agent that did do a good job in like trying to figure out my career. And you already had the Playboy background. Yeah and I'm and I am a I have a good work ethic and then um, I also went to school for a while so I just feel like there was a lot of things like on my side that helped me have a long career and then I can still have my career for as long as I want and I just feel like I get a lot of emails from girls that are like oh should I should I join the adult industry and like I'm always so hesitant to say yes not because I feel like um they would be bad at it or anything it's just kind of risky it's like what are the chances that you're going to be successful at it literally thousands of people make movies nobody's ever heard of them why you know what I mean and then it will haunt you like they're a stigma still so like for me because of my 
just because of my situation, it doesn't really bother me as much as it might somebody that made a few videos and then they go and they want to be a lawyer or something. It just, I feel like... You're all in. Chips are all in. You cashed yeah. in. Well, I'm all in, but I'm also like graduating from USC next month and I just have so much... Congrats. Thank you. I With my master's, like I feel like I have so much going on that the burden of the stigma is not... A problem issue. for you. Yeah, not as... I mean, of course, I'm not like you know, uh, isolated from it. It's just when people ask me, should I do this? I'm always like, I don't know. I don't want that type well, of pressure. Well, because you have to have the right personality. Mm. And you, you it's yeah. like not everybody's cut out for it. You, Correct. Are you cut out for it or not? Be honest with yourself. Right. And like, you really, I don't think you would know. I don't know. Yeah. So You're also dealing saying. with the and shame of other people. That's what I'm saying. The, the projection that yeah. they, I can't imagine. Uh, we were At the wedding we were at, we were God. with a few people that um, that are in med school, right? And, the, and some guy goes, what do you do? And I go, stand-up comedy. We're in Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I have the dilemma do i lie about what i do just just so i don't have to answer more questions and the guy goes really and i was like i could tell you i i'm in med school if that's what you want to hear and the guy goes oh you're in med school i go no i'm stand up like, <laughs> he was like bummed when he you know what i mean but it's like you have to deal with people being like, i hope you're gonna make it oh that must be tough and i, I can't imagine like i can't imagine what it must be like yeah to- you're a stupid whore there's more what they say to us so yeah. i'm sorry yeah i never and feel it- bad for guys i'm like mm, guys yeah. <laughs> complain all you want you'll never understand, you'll never understand. what it's like to have a vagina <laughs> no i get what you're saying though yeah no it's 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 rocky out there look it's- and I'm not trying to relate on a way like I know you know what I have to deal with is like my own sort of Catholic guilt of like oh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not doing the traditional thing but I'm just yeah there must be a lot of people that just they just can't process that you're like an independent woman who wants to be in the adult film world no, the and shame is very is treacherous. it is a treacherous shame that's why I'm trying to communicate but I also don't want to you know ever make people feel like the shame won you know yeah so, right it's tricky. And, but it's a cr- but i feel like that probably is like just modeling in general i mean i model for stuff all the time this is still a very similar stigma yeah it's not, it's not that much different to be honest yeah, yeah. well i it's just it's part like you said it's part of being a girl you know guys are always gonna think you're dumb they're gonna think that you're only as worth as how hot you are like as a woman you fight against so many things in society you're too fat you're too thin you're too smart you're too dumb like there's no winning right. for a girl yeah. like no matter and what you do scared you're gonna be you're shanked yeah and raped on the yeah. street always 24 7 always looking over your shoulder uh, you know i was parking i had to park kind of far away last night i got home late i was out with a girlfriend we went to dinner it was so much fun um Where'd but you I, go? to um margo in culver city i just went on saturday yeah I delicious oh right I had the yellowtail crudo unbelievable really yeah good it, food. really good food um Anyway, but I wasn't so, invited, but so, <laughs> girls, no. night, girls night. They're like we need pretty women there. I'm like, can I get a steak? They're like, no. You know? um, but I had to park far away, and as I was walking back, a person was cruising really, really slow, rolling up behind me, and I was like what the fuck and i literally because i was like can't rely on tape i got on my phone and i dialed 911 and i was waiting to press call what do you, mean you know can't what rely I mean? on me i was well here's the thing if you're in a situation <laughs> don't call your boyfriend call 911 like i just had that thought to myself i was LA. like i should call dave 911 doesn't tell, even answer <laughs> i was like i should He's tell right. him to come down I've called. I they don't it. answer shut up uh-huh. but i was like i should call my first thought was like i should call him and tell him to come down and walk me in but i was already walking and this guy was just like rolling up really slow 
behind me. So I had that second thought of like, no, call 911 first. Like if this is like a real thing. And, but this guy just rolled up really slow behind me. Really, really slow. And like is approaching a stop sign, but like way too slow. And so I stop walking and I wait a second, like behind the, like behind the cars. And then the person pulls up to the stop sign and stops and doesn't move. So now I'm like, I can't keep walking forward because this person is still standing there. So then that's when I'm like on 911. I'm like, okay, I just got to go and see what, like, I just have to walk, like can't stand out here. Right. And, um, I look and it's just like a dude on his phone. And I was like, you fucking asshole. Do you know how scared like guys don't understand right. the way that like their presence affects people what's in the spo- world? What's he supposed to do? He's supposed Not to be, be outside. Wa- Listen, you don't walk up like a creep on the behind a woman who's yeah, walking alone. If you night. see a woman, you never drive like that. Yeah, it's, it's actually crazy. I really thought that like someone was going to like try and grab me into their car. Like that was my first thought oh my that God. I'm about to get snatched off the I street. I mean, literally it happened happens all the time my girlfriend she is a fashion model in paris and she was an attempted kidnapping i read this story is this the, is this the one that was in the news? No, that I don't think it even made the news. She oh, hasn't she hasn't really telling anybody about it. That's oh, why so. I like won't say her name, but she like, you know, she was just walking with her headphones on in a public area and two guys just came up and they just went like sandwiched, you know, like so nobody people are there. It's public. Yeah. But so people I don't know. But people, people aren't see. aren't aware. But like general awareness too. is low. And yeah, it's called yeah. it's called bystander yeah. effect. That like everybody took her. And she like screamed and Jeez. pulled and she was just going to a casting. Wow. I know. So what, how did she get away? She said that she like made such a scene and she was screaming and moving so much that she just like got out of it. Out Jesus. Of it. Yeah. But it, wait, what was the news situation? No, this was, this happened in Italy where a model was, was kidnapped, drugged and like she ended up escaping. But I, that's why I thought it was that story. But I mean, imagine if you wanted, I mean, it's, it's, you know, not be a rocket science. If you're trying to kidnap a beautiful woman, like, like, you know, you live in New York, you're going to go down to the Hudson, you know, that, that one street where all the castings are, there's just a line of beautiful women walking to castings and it's like not always, you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah, this is the fucking world, man. I mean, it's like, crazy. Well, to but think it's that also that's the world that we live you in. You guys are you guys are also targeted because you you work in an industry where you're like you know you're both at like the you know the top of you know what you do. You know what I mean? Like, are, do do you find that men because they've seen your videos online feel entitled to like talk to you a certain way or like delusional, touch you? delusional? <laughs> I mean, I always say that like they think that they're in a relationship with me, and it's so sad because they. In their minds, they are, you know, yeah. but I think that's with literally just any woman that has a social presence Absolutely. online. It can even be a person who's not in an industry like that. Someone who just, I mean, like some, a young girl in college who's like on Snapchat all the time or, yeah. yeah, or Instagram. Like when you're public, when your page is public, if you're not just talking to your friends or if it's not only your friends that are seeing you, like people do get a sense. I mean, that's part of like what makes the podcast really great is that people think that they know us because we're really open and honest about uh, ourselves. You know, we just, we talk about whatever. There's not much that's off limits. You know, we, we 
we're all about sharing. So we're just in the business of sharing sort of ourselves. But like, you know, that we don't attract the type of people. Yeah, well, obviously we attract not, good people. But like someone's like, I mean, they'd have to listen to us for 400 hours. And like, it's just, <laughs> this, you're, you're not getting off by listening to but us. But the point <laughs> is, is that like, you know, yeah, but social just by looking media, at a photo, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but social media is so like real these days with stories, especially like Snapchat and stories is like it's so much of your day to day life and exactly who you are and more conversational and there's a lot more back and forth. I don't know. I just feel like that it, it's perfectly plausible that there are people out there who aren't exactly all there that think that yeah. they're your girlfriend. I mean, that's like why I don't feature dance and host parties anymore because people were too entitled and even with a security, it still wasn't working. So I was like, all right, I'm out. Like you guys ruined it. Can but, you feel that? Like, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say like, most people are not like that. Most people no, are good are people. Saying, like, right. I love my audience. I call them my reindeer. Like they're my friends. I know them by name. I know things about them. Like 99% of my reindeer are awesome. It's just like the 1% where you're like, why did you ruin it for everybody else? You know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, sociopaths yeah. exist in society. It's a small percentage of people. They're going to exist no matter what it is. I mean, if your following is big enough, you're going to have somebody that like feels entitled or they feel like they know you or this or that, or like some fantasy where like you were theirs. You know, how many times do you hear a celebrity? There's some like, crazy guy who was like no 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 like she's mine and, the, and she's who's like, like the convinced fuck? that they're like heard, gonna get married i heard the other day like you know somebody tell me that they're in um, a program with somebody that's obsessed with a certain celebrity and that they know they're gonna marry her and it's like they're you know they're sure of it and it's like what on earth are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah but, but obviously that that's a small percentage of people. Like Most nobody. people are super chill. Everybody's chill. But it only yeah. takes one. It only takes mm-hmm. that one Ariana Grande well, fan. Well, that's the kind of person that you're worried about rolling up on you at 10 p.m. on well, a dark night. you please night. call me next time? I was sitting here waiting for you. Oh. No, I mean, it, it all turned out fine, but I just couldn't believe, like, the lack of awareness that some men have for, like, how to operate in the world. Meanwhile, like, we've got our antennas up all the time. But ignorant, ignorance is a two-way street. Like, a lot of... Like, a lot of men don't realize their size or what like if we're fighting i don't think i'm some powerful guy who's like can hurt you i'm just like a seven-year-old who's like i just want to make you happy you know what i mean like we are like most but people- that's just you're just coming from such a place of privilege like we've been forced to like think about how we impact other people because we know that like women know when they're fighting with a guy that they have to be like extra gentle with his feelings so that like things don't get out of because control because he's more like, physically we're dumb, just conditioned yeah from birth to like to know how to be to make sure that everybody else is okay and you will never know that experience because you were born with a penis well i will i will because i mean i I, to an extent i do understand the power the difference in power dynamics i I, there are bigger men i know i can't be like dude fuck you like i can't be like if a guy (laughs) grabs your some point remember that guy to like walk us away from a fight my cousin tried to start a fight with this guy and it was like these were mma guys you could see the cauliflower ears you knew these guys were gonna fuck people up and it was like look i'm not fighting over over this bullshit we're getting out of here you know you just have to know like you have like a split second decision you know in a scenario men where we have to deal with that as well like you know what i mean that's why like comics can talk shit and get out of it because that's what we do we don't we, we don't fight we talk shit <laughs> and but then, do you ever think about the opposite like that you might be intimidating to somebody so to just like keep it chill to not well, yeah, I mean, I'll come off, I'll come on stage and say something like, like if there's a heckler who's been heckling people all night, 
say that, say say this woman has been heckling everybody and she's horrible and every comic goes oh my gosh this fucking chick is just the worst it's ruining everybody's set everyone's worked decades on their shit and this chick's just when well, you know and then and then if i come on stage right away and be like listen you bitch like everyone's gonna hate me even though i have a valid point you know but i have to like win it win the audience over and then be like listen lady or like or like i can't even talk to the lady at this point it's so heated i have to talk to the guy who's with her and be like why do you let your lady do this you know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to like learn how to frame situations so you're not the asshole because then you lose. You know what I mean? Like there's sure. That's yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, sure. I got sure, called yeah. racist. I, some lady last night said my shoes were racist, and I had to then not go nuts on her at the beginning of my set because she didn't like my New Balance sneakers. I'm so ready for you to get over this. Literally, what shoes. I want to some red New Balance. Super, le- super far left people think New Balance is racist because their VP said he was excited for Donald Trump's new tax plan in 2015. It's a whole thing. It's just, uh, you know. Anyway, I, I, I have a few questions. Not. <laughs> He's not about no, but shoes. but but you, you, you. I have New Balances. I was just curious. I'm like, what? No, it's I it's insane. No one. No, <laughs> New Balance is an American company. It's the it's one of the best companies to work for. It's made in Maine. It's don't worry about your New Balances. But some people are so far left out here that they're going insane. But but to answer your point, like I won't understand how it like it always is to be feared, but I'm not a top dog. I'm not, I'm not at the top of the parent. It's completely different when we're talking about gender versus like size. Like it's not, it's just not comparable. It's like apples and oranges, but we understand that you're trying to empathize. But you know, you'll never even come close. Yeah. We do understand. (laughs) Just like, I will never know what it's like to be a black woman ever. Yeah. Never. There's nothing in my life that could happen to me. You can try to imagine, but you'll never truly understand. And it's not like I'm saying that something horrible is not comparative to that of something horrible of somebody else. It's not what we're saying. It's just if you are not a certain race or gender, then we'll just never know. That's all. Yeah. And and trust me, I wish I could have been out there to walk you inside. (laughs) That's my whole point. Why are you on the streets alone at night? (laughs) I know. I just stayed out later than I meant to. There were no good parking spots left. I had to park far away. I parked on top of a pile of construction trash. And I was just like, I really hope there's no nails in these trash bags that I'm parking on top of right now. Like literally this morning on the way to my job, I was like, oh man, I forgot to check and see if my tires are okay like that. there's so much parking here though Except, right now right now yeah, for that right now like, is great there's yeah. a lot of parking it's a school here. zone so in the morning good luck like a certain time yeah you just have to move your car by like five or six in the morning from the school zone so like it's but, it's great during but the tr- just day tr- or the evening trust time. me on behalf of all the men listening they don't care about how easy the parking was they Sorry. wanted i have no 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 it's totally fine and i'm glad you guys put me in my place <laughs> i mean <laughs> honestly though la is crazy for parking like you cannot park in la county it's, yeah. a, it's a real issue yeah every time i go to a job just like today you text me and you're like oh i'm gonna be there in 20 minutes what's the parking situation that's literally me at every Vicious. job like uh having my agent check out where's the parking lot do they but have that's a why that guy I was creeping slowly. I was just looking for parking. Now, the questions I have, um, I got a couple more questions before we're done here because time's flying. How, you know, everyone who goes to their jobs has days that they're happy to work and days that suck. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you go into that? Like, what, like how do you wrap your mindset around jobs that you want to be at and jobs that you don't? Because it's like, come on, they can't all be fun experiences, right? Well, now, because I've been doing this for so many years, it's almost a decade, I only put myself in situations that are fun, good, I don't want to say perfect, because nothing's perfect, but like, 
you get pretty to close to perfect situations. Good for yeah. You. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> that comes with its own set of issues, right? You're not gonna work as much. People are gonna know that you speak out. There's like so many things. So basically at the end of the day, you know, my solution is just like if I wanna shoot, I just make I just make it happen myself and I'm just like producer, director and anything else I wanna be, you know, because I that's kind of the only way you're ever gonna get a situation where there's a guarantee you're going to be like I hired these people yeah I'm you the know, boss. for the most part mm-hmm. the, there are companies like Greg Lansky has a bunch of companies like Vixen and Blacked and Tushy.com and they're all like super super high-end and for the most part you know like that's going to be a good day so I feel like it's just kind of a matter of unfortunately like trial and error and figuring that out like the hard way and you're like okay well there's only certain directors that are you know people I want to work with only certain performers I want to work with you always want to work with at least one of them that you know you know you want to make sure you know like a director or a performer that's on set but um yeah you can kind of now I can just kind of control my atmosphere but like I said it's more limiting but I feel like I control my atmosphere with everything so not just like at work but with everything like my friends my family like any situation except for today at the DMV, <laughs> I control it, which, you know, I think it comes with age. Well, yeah. life, life is short, right? You have to put yourself in the scenarios that, that you're going to be with people you agree with. And if you have the power to like direct your right. own projects. That's the thing. Well, the thing is the bubble, though, because then you start to think that the people that you surround yourself with are a reflection of the actual people. They're yeah. not. And that's the great. Like, I literally live in a piglet world, like on my own little bubble. So it's super fun. But then occasionally when you I have to go TV, to TV, I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, you, what are the check marks for when you're directing yourself in an adult film? Like what 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 are the simple things that you that you think are good? That's that like a bad experience would have would have neglected. Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I think. Just making sure that the performers are, you know, they have chemistry. So my recommendation would be to ask the female talent what guy they want to work with. Because any guy is going to be stoked to show up to set. But the female (laughs) is going to have like five to ten guys that she's okay with. Yeah. So that's like number one. And then making sure that everybody on crew like respects the talent and that they've gone through some sort of training and they know how to be on set. How big are the crews usually? Um, some some sets are just like any mainstream film where there's like a ton of crew and it's like a big budget and it lasts days and it's like long hours and that's like a feature movie. And then more commonly, there'll be more like a, um, a vignette which might last the day and it's like, you know, a director, a PA, makeup hair, talent and maybe one more camera but that's like a smaller Uh situation and then similar to a gonzo which is like a faster scene with less dialogue so it just really depends on what they're shooting you know it's like um yeah it's just dependent on the situation but the bigger the shoot i think the more um usually the more professional but there's a lot of like high-end gonzo companies too and i mean I think just communicating with the talent and making sure, like, checking in with them, making sure they they like everything that's going on. The talent is the most important part, and I'm biased because I'm the talent, but <laughs> I truly feel well, like you I, can't I would make a so, good yeah. ethical scene without making sure that everything has been communicated with the talent, especially the female talent. That's what that's how I feel. And yeah. Also, like, I like high end things, so if it's like a, a bigger budget um, scene, I think that's always kind of like just 
has a better vibe. Yeah. 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 Now, now what would your your uh, your Hall of Fame video be? Your your most your fondest that you've ever. You know what I mean? Like, do you have like a? I hope I haven't even made it yet. Like, <laughs> oh, nice. I kind of want to make a new. Like, I haven't made a new. Um, they're called showcase movies where all the scenes are of the one performer in like literally a year and a half or longer, which is quite a bit of time. So I'm ready for my next one. And so I think I'm going to make it um, after graduation in May and that can be my Hall of Fame video. Nice. Cool. <laughs> can, uh, can so I- are you like coming up with the ideas for your scenes, like sort of like writing, directing? Are you going to like wear all the pants? Yeah, I mean, I used to do that a lot, and then I stopped doing it because it's so much work, and then now I'm like, okay, I think if I'm going to be doing that, then this is the time. I feel like yeah. creative control is what most people want. You know, they'll, they'll take a pay cut, they'll do that. You know, so you just want to have the, the vision, you know, that ability to show off. And it, well, I wanted, to, I wanted to pitch an idea to you. How about a podcast? Now, where you're being interviewed by like some NPR guy, he's got the glasses on or whatever, and then this is your idea. This is my idea, but like I'm get, I'll give you the rights to the sap if you want to use this sap, get some brand logo in there. I don't know, is that a horrible idea? Maybe it's already been done. It's out there. Um, and you're graduating this. You said you're graduating this spring, May 10th. So exciting! I know. So what is your master's in? Uh, specialized journalism. Okay. So my thesis is a book proposal. And I was actually just writing a chapter that sounded a lot like the question that you asked about like how I got in. And it was quite um, captivating in print. I feel like you're either a better writer or a better speaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a better writer. You think <laughs> yeah. so? Well, you're a great speaker. You must be a fantastic oh, writer. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, now... <laughs> You were. Uh, I saw a CNN. I think I was like on your Instagram, and you had the highlights, and you had a CNN um, uh, interview that you did about. Was it about consent? About about like the proper ways to sort of like, like like what like where are we in today's world with how? Because men out there trust like in in most cases want to just do the right thing. You know what I mean? I think but so. but like I also don't. I also don't think men. Uh, can say, should I kiss you now? Like, I don't think, I think that, that women still want a primal, like, understand my cues type of thing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think that's probably up to the woman to decide. I mean, I think there's, like, nothing more attractive than a guy checking in and being like, can I do this? Can I do that? I think that's extremely important. But, you know, I think that consent is not only verbal. So, yes, you can you can listen to somebody's body language and at the same time, it's just kind of like a less solid platform. If you know them, it's different. If it's your girlfriend, it's different. If you just like that CNN thing had to do with a fraternity situation. I was going to frats and talking to like the younger guys about, about consent and about um, just like approaching women and they're younger. They've had a lot less experience with women. There's a lot of alcohol involved. No, yeah. underage they should absolutely be asking if they can touch anybody yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 so I, agree with I was that. like cracking the whip but i agree with you that our our culture doesn't really allow for doesn't like really nuance. allow for it yeah so we have to kind of like fix it that's the problem sure. yeah so you're right but that's the issue well like there's because there's the issues like aziz who had like a bad date and it turned into a whole thing but like with tasha and i we were friends and when we started dating she, i went in for the kiss i thought all we were on a roof we had the, the sunset i was like i, I if I, I mean it had everything was checked go for it. and then she like pulled away you know and right. i was like okay i think that's why it's safe to say can i kiss you especially if it's the first time i think that that's romantic yeah and for me it's a turn on like i think that if a guy didn't ask me 
And and the first time it's usually it's usually a red flag. Not to say that you have a red flag, but like if I can look back at like guys I've dated, I'm like, mm. you don't want to like leave a girl shocked. I think <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, I, I hear this from guys a lot that they're like, oh, well, it's not sexy if I just ask her. That's but the issue. but yeah. I think I think you're right. I think yeah. girls like want to be. They want to know what what's going on they want to know they want the permission and that's the thing like if you have the permission and the go-ahead and then you guys go on and you develop a relationship that's different but yeah for and I understand like in the moment things happen and different women are different but I think like the safest thing is just to be like can I do this because like worst case scenario it goes terribly awry and yeah. kissing is like the least of our concerns of course in this yeah. conversation of course <laughs> no but you're it's in, and that's really great that you've talked to fraternities because like i've got a brother in college and another brother in high school really and it's like, yeah and and you know you don't want them to be scared at all like i, I know i know the whole trope's like oh geez oh sorry if you're scared for once men but like it really is like men <laughs> yeah. no, no no of course but like you don't you want them to know like okay there are signals to be picked up i was always so bad at it i mean i lost my virginity a few years after i probably should have looking back i was like she wanted to have sex she wanted you know what i mean i was just like so dumb i lost it when I, I was like 19 and a half you know what i mean like that's not late but like i was in a fraternity for a year and a half before i lost it like i was an idiot but you hit the nail on the head when you said that it's like young guys who are just figuring it out they're very inexperienced and alcohol is involved alcohol. you're totally Illegal right like alcohol yeah alcohol but, well, is involved which is screwing up everybody's like processing power yeah that's the, the thing so like i always i don't do it anymore but when i would when i did talk to them I would be like, okay, like, you know, if you are drinking past a point of inebriation, like if you can't operate a car, you can't have sex either. That those are two things that you literally like you actually can't do legally. You can't even drink because you're a child, A. But if you are gonna party, party hard, but don't have sex with the person because ultimately in the morning you could get a really scary phone call. Yeah. Like have a beer, have a few. Like enough, like if you were to drive, it would be no big deal. Like, you know, what, one hour or something like that? Yeah. Like whatever the amount is. The body weight. Right. But like past that point. And also I tell guys this. When I studied abroad in France, I, I, I studied with this guy. He was from Mexico City. His Miguel. Miguel oh and Luis. God, Miguel. Mi- well, Miguel was six foot two, long black hair. He was gorgeous. He still is gorgeous. Okay, I keep I keep up to date him. How you doing, Miguel? I miss you. <laughs> he he'd be like he'd be like I never I never have more than three drinks all night. Never, because it it slows down your ability to actually talk to people. And and while you think you're coming off cooler, you're actually not. So I always you're coming told, off sloppy. I always told guys like <laughs> by all means, if your goal is to like show off the best version of yourself, cap it at like a low amount of alcohol because you really it's really not helping you and also it might it might make you go in for the kiss before it's ready and things like like we were i was sober when i tried to kiss you tasha but also like <laughs> that was after i mean you really led me on don't get me wrong <laughs> but wait five years dating i think i i made the right decision to not take your rejection as the last time i tried you know what i mean like cute. any other situation so any other situation i would have been like all right she's not that into me but i was like i don't know i mean and then, <laughs> and then when I was finally like i sat down right over there when i didn't live here and i was like Tasha, we ain't gonna be friends anymore like it's just you got to get your own friends to go hiking with because i'm not gonna watch you fall in love with some dude i'm not gonna it's not i, I know how this plays out i you know what i mean that's so sweet yeah and then and then she wrapped her head around it and then and then we started you know slowly dating and i think you know i i think i mean we moved in pretty you know what i mean like we we already had like the best friend thing down it was like okay we were compatible with that and then we move and then so we moved a little fast in other directions and I, and it was like okay 
Like, I, like we just figured it out. But like I, but if I, if I was just a guy who's gonna be scared of rejection, we wouldn't be here today. You know what I mean? I yeah. love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. Sometimes, especially like you know, if you are a woman that gets a lot of attention, it's an easier um, trajectory to have a bestie and then turn them into something more. You know, because you can like trust them, and you're like, okay, well, you get to build that foundation of friendship. Yeah. Like that's really <laughs> that's really important to me. Like yeah. I, you know, someone's good intentions. You know, someone's heart. You, I don't know. I I want to let. I love to take it slow and like get a better read on somebody. It must yeah. be tough too that you guys are you know targeted sexually like men no no i don't have a bunch of women that want to be friends with me because they want to fuck me but the second we got official all of her sort of guy friends disappeared you know what i mean they oh well, yeah because that is not why they're around <laughs> i've been saying that since i was like 10 <laughs> now tell me about like i know what the deal is no i know and i always find it so weird if i'm dating somebody and they have friends that are girls it's literally more than a red flag it's like it couldn't be worse. I'm like triggered. I'm like, this is psychotic. Like you are not friends with these people. That's yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, you really don't have girlfriends and I really don't have guy have friends of, anymore. Like, at, like stand up last night. Like I was with casual. Like, yes. But uh, yeah, I don't, we don't go out. Like I don't, you're not like calling and talking on the phone every day. That's ding, the thing. Ding, ding. I, w- I feel like someone was just asking me advice about that sort of situation recently that like, where where would I have heard this? I don't know. But like somebody was a, a girl was saying like, yeah, my boyfriend has this person that he talks to all the time. They literally call each other all the time. And I was just like, red flag. Ain't right. <laughs> ain't right. Like, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to like have old friends that like you stay in touch with and yes. like people that you see on occasion, like nothing wrong with going to dinner with yes. old friends or getting a coffee or whatever, this and that. But like, if you're checking in every day, that's, that's like as so much of a relationship as your primary relationship. I would like care more if it was emotional. I'm yeah. Like, interesting. Hey, right. Yeah. You want to go hook up one night with some weirdo? Go for it but like do not call a girl every day <laughs> do not wish her a happy birthday do not now i wanted to ask you we'll, we'll wrap this up because we're almost at an hour i wanted to ask you how what's the, what's the conversation what's the communication like with your boyfriend with like with i mean i'm sure there's two types of guys that, that either you can you know deal with a, a strong independent woman who works mm-hmm. in adult film and then the guys that can't you know what i mean Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, a, I mean, a, a guy can either that handle it. That sounds like a rap lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I do spit some bars. Like a Nicki Minaj <laughs> rap lyric. I mean, I mean, how? Like, do you have to be? Do you have to? Do you have to be extra communicative with with like what you're up to? Oh, interesting. Well, honestly, I've been really focused on grad school and haven't really been catering to my work side as much so I feel like he's kind of lucked out (laughs) you know like when I've been dating him just like in school mostly and then when I'm not in school I'm at his house yeah um but he knows what I'm up to and we have had a discussion and he just told me that he was happy for me to be happy and that even though he's probably not gonna want to ask a bunch of questions about my day on set that like I've been doing that my whole adult life and who's he, he to say anything that, like, about that this is something that you love to do that's this, my job yeah. yeah he like i think he's more than okay with it i mean that's the communication that we've had so far but like i said i haven't been like active in it for a second because i've been in school and so i feel like you never know until people change yeah but i think honestly i feel like 
I feel like he's pretty authentic. And we're also kind of the same where like I sent him photos of hot girls every day on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, look at her ass. Like, oh, so hot, drool. <laughs> and like, and then like we'll watch him for me and I'm like, oh my God, that guy's so hot. And like, I'm not at all, like I'm not a swinger in any way, but like I'm very, just very open. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that's like a huge part of the communication. It's like, I don't think there's a doubt in my mind that he likes me and he only likes me and I feel like it's mutual. So I feel like if there was any doubt that would be a different dynamic, but yeah. like I can just tell I'm the only person this person wants to be with. So it's fine. It's almost, you I know? mean, it, that's, it's amazing. It's just <laughs> like you, yeah, that you get your confidence and your security by the other person's actions, by their loyalty to you, by trust. And a lot of times with that, that I hear, cause like we've had uh, Jeff Senezak, who uh, was a comedian who dated um, Dana Dearman. I think is her name. She's mm-hmm. a, she works in adult films. Oh, I know. And, I just at her house. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I mean, and he was you like, you know, Jeff, no, no, not no, Jeff. Dana. Jeff dated D- Dana, but they're not dating anymore. Okay, I just thought maybe you might have known Jeff. He was like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I've I've seen many a photo of him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he, <laughs> anyway, they broke up or it didn't work out, but oh. he was like cool with it. Like, like you know, you you find out with people that are in open relationships or or swingers. Like, you just have to up your communication game. It's it's a, it's fascinating. As to long me. as you can find a way to communicate to like your primary person, some reassurance. Like right, and also. I'm not in an open relationship and we are not. So like it has to be on the same wavelength. I would be very uncomfortable if he was like, I want an open relationship. I'd be like, I'm gone. Yeah. Two seconds. Yeah. So if you can find somebody that gets you and like, he literally just, he gets that it's just a job and that there's a part of the job that's fun. Like he gets it. Maybe it's because he's young. He's 29. And I think like he grew up on internet porn. Right. I mean, he didn't tell me that, but I'm just assuming so yeah. he probably just like has been watching it forever. And he's yeah, like, yeah, he I get it. He understands that it, there's a Hollywood aspect to it. Like this is not, you know, yeah. this, it's not a real love thing. Oh, right. Like I'm not trying to marry this guy. Like I'm coming mm-hmm. home to you yeah. at night. You're my yeah. guy. If you're able to separate that animalistic sort of physicality versus just like who your like partner is, who you love. I mean, I think there's something that's like healthy about that. I mean, we haven't had that conversation if Tasha wanted. But I'll say this. I, uh, I my manager, messaged me today to ask if I would do full nudity in Westworld <laughs> and I was like cool. yes sign me up I'm, so you're gonna be a naked background well, I haven't auditioned for it no 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 it's a guest star it's oh, a guest star that's sick but I was like I would my dick would be so small on a set like you just nerves I you know what I mean like guys have to worry about that nerve I mean nerves alone just like you would I did a date auction in underwear once and my thing went inside my body in Westworld <laughs> do they have to be hard well, I would want to keep it plump, but like I'm so many. <laughs> I've never seen this in Westworld. There's a lot of death in in naked but is there bodies. Penis? There is full frontal. But is it like penis. a hard penis? No, it's not a hard penis. It's just like a flaccid. Ew. Yeah, it's lots of flaccid penis. This is a socialite like character a who like probably is probably fucking one of the like prostitute robots. That's what they are. But they're like Whoa. real. They're real actresses, but they look no. You know, the whole Westworld, you got to check it out. It's on HBO. It's a Westworld. It's, it's it's like a Western, but it's the future. So it's like robots. It's basically like this, 
you come to find out, no spoilers, I hope, if anyone's listening, turn no, your, plug your know, ears. We don't know how it ends. I don't know how it ends. We haven't even watched the latest season, but it was a cool, it's a sort of, it's sort of like Game of Thrones in that it's like a sort of slow burn and we watch a lot of stuff at night because it's the only time we have together. So we like pass out. We'll watch like 15 minutes and then pass out and like have to re It'll take us like a week to watch an episode. Yeah, you wake up and, and the <laughs> robot's been fucked and you go, what did I miss? What the hell's going on? Oh, and they anyway, show sex? Yeah. Yes. I mean, not it's like HBO. It, not full. So that's why insertion. you're getting like full soft, frontal dick. Softcore though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not even really softcore. No, it's just they'll like, show penis. They'll show they'll show full female. No, but when they have sex, what happens? Is it softcore? That's a good question. Um, now you'll see a baller here and there, but the, it's, it's but still, have there been some rape yeah, but, scenes? Though? No, but I mean, do you see like in you see them having sex? You see two people having sex. You just don't see the hard. You don't see any yeah. vagina. Yeah, going yeah, yeah exactly. That's what softcore yeah. is. Okay, yeah, yeah, like boobs. Oh, full tits, and then you'll see a ball. You'll see a ball or dick but like not, yeah so anyway <laughs> but the the idea is that it's like a wild west world that where people like wealthy people go to just like fulfill their fantasies and Are it's hot? all robots yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but but they look like people but they're oh, all we gotta robots. get you in touch with the casting yeah you should do yeah. westworld oh, i Fuck would yeah. love that and every mm-hmm. season there's like new robots that show up and it's just a bunch of like well when you're there working in the future <laughs> you just tell them oh man I give would, them my number but I'm like, like, I'm like i found a new robot for you <laughs> <laughs> listen to episode 331 of the sap we got a new robot um do we leave anything out we got to get out of here and you got to get back no, to your harley and quinn ch- chatting send chit- us some chatting. photos of your we pigs have to hang out. yeah if you ever Yes. We would love we if you ever need someone to go feed your pigs. Whatever. Oh my god! I like honestly. So I moved there not even a year ago, and it really needs like a lot of work. But I'm almost to the point where I can have people over. Like everybody keeps hounding me, and I'm like, no, you can't come into it. It's like it's not there yet. Now it's almost time, so both of you can come over for dinner and meet Ooh, Harley and Quinny. Nice. So exciting! Yes, yes, you'll love them. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't wait to cuddle your piggies. Yes, they're <laughs> in their big bellies. They're so sweet. <laughs> well, I uh, we got to get out of here. Is there anything left unsaid? Do we need to say anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think Do you have anything that you're promoting right now, or? Mm, not in particular, no. no I, mean, girls I, got, never, girls I never got have homework any... to do. Yeah, yeah. writing those, yeah. that thesis. You can follow me on Instagram at Tasha Rain's Life. Tasha Rain's Life, R E I G N. Tasha Rain's it. Life. And uh, let's take a let's get out of here, and we'll take a, a quick photo, and then uh, we'll post it when we launch the episode. Sound good? Thank oh, you so much great. for coming over. Yeah, it's really nice getting to know you. Thanks me. for making the drive. Oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's far. All right, everybody. That was a sap. Have a good one. Bye. 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 That was it. That was our episode with Tasha Rain. What did you guys think? Did you did you did you reach enlightenment? Are you blown away? Was it amazing? Do you need to buy a little uh, a piglet now and start a farm in Malibu, or are you too busy waiting for me to end this so you can search Tasha Rain on Google and see what the fuck's going on? Either way, enjoy, and also don't forget Patreon.com/slash/TheSap. Leave a comment on there. You don't even have to pay anything. Just go on there and see the free shit that I'm posting. I'm posting blogs and all that. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash/TheSap. T-H-E-S-A-P. Have a good one, everybody. Write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com and let me know if you have any questions or things you want me to talk about or cover or podcast guests, all that. Bye. 